Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with a Few podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion for seeing people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hey everybody, welcome to today's podcast episode. We are so glad to have you here today and listening. We pray that you're having a great day, whatever you're up to right now. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for taking this time to tune in with us today and get into some more Jesus stuff because this is important and we believe that this episode will hopefully encourage you guys to um, think through some questions, which we'll tell you about later, that a lot of us struggle with in our Christian life, and a lot of us doubt certain things in our relationship with Jesus. And so we're going to get into three questions that believers are too afraid to ask out loud. That's kind of our title or what we're trying to go for today. And we will see where this takes us because Maddie and I know the questions, but we haven't really discussed like our answers. So I think that we're both going to have just a conversation as we usually do about this stuff. But before we get into all that, let's talk a little bit about censorship and lovely Instagram. Uh, we have had a little hiccup over there, um, recently. <laughs> it hiccup. is... Yeah, hiccup. hiccup. It's kind of a big hiccup. Like a permanent hiccup. (laughs) We are probably censored over there, and uh, it's just, I thought we were done with this whole censorship, and we're not. So, our engagement, I don't know really what day, it kind of just went down all of a sudden, like Facebook did, and obviously, Facebook owns Instagram, if I understand this whole situation correctly, and so it's... It's really no surprise. I don't even know why I'm surprised by this, but me either. I we wasn't. we are asking everybody to try and really um, make sure that you're subscribed to our blog and Rumble and the podcast. Obviously, all those areas we know that we're pretty safe in right now, um, as far as we can tell. Obviously, our blog we own that, and we've talked about that a little bit before. Maddie's going to talk about Parlor here in a second. And there's just a lot of stuff. Um, we're really just praying that we don't get taken down on Instagram because a lot of our people are there. Um, most of our, our people. audience <laughs> comes from Instagram mm-hmm. over to the blog in different places because I post there whenever we're doing stuff. And so it would just really, really stink. But I know that so many people, I don't want to make it, make it seem like it's just us who is getting censored and everything because I've heard so many people getting taken down and banned their pages like permanently deleted and everything from that platform and many others as well especially this week and so it's not just us they're doing like a major clear out or whatever you want to call it well Um, I mean now uh it was kind of like you have random people report to Instagram But now they're, like, running stuff to search for certain phrases, certain words. Yeah. Uh, wasn't China virus was something that they were... <laughs> just go ahead and yeah, say it. Yeah, just say it, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, was something one. that they were looking for. Pro-life. Yeah. And so I think that, like, now Instagram isn't 
waiting on people to report your right. page or whatever. They are just scanning for, for if you have one single post where you said or you used the hashtag pro-life or whatever. Yeah. Uh, then, you know, your whole entire page gets censored or taken down. It's just really, really annoying. Ridiculous. So, anyway, just pray with us that that will hopefully be okay, I guess. I don't know. So, Maddie is going to get up here um, because she has to restart our time lapse because we're actually vlogging, guys. We are vlogging for Rumble today, and we've actually done it all of this week. We've been vlogging and doing a lot of that rather than we started off with just like normal sit down videos kind of to introduce us and our channel and everything. Whoa. <laughs> I just that fell. Okay. I'm good. And then um I'm alive. And then we wanted to do an actual vlog, kind of take you along. It's not necessarily I mean, we're so new at this, guys, so trust me, this is not like a professional, you know, channel over here or anything like that, but just kind of including you in some everyday stuff that's been going on in our lives during the week and stuff, so I don't think that that will be up on Saturday as usual, but by the time we post this episode, it will be up probably, so make sure that you look for that or go to our Rumble channel. We already have two as of when we're recording this, and so that has been really fun. But Maddie, besides that, blog, podcast, episodes, all that, give us a little uh, rundown on everything. Well, obviously, we've been posting podcast episodes every Monday, so mm -hmm. if you've missed any of those, you can go and listen to some of our latest ones. Oh, and, and I believe that we just hit uh, 2.4 thousand downloads Oh, yay. I think. And it, it seems we are usually averaging. I've had people like ask us, okay, what are you averaging each week for downloads and everything? And as of right now, from what I can tell from the dumb numbers that we get that aren't even like necessarily, you know, yeah, they're put into weird how they things. Um, tell you. Your yeah, it's stats. very weird. I think that we're averaging like 100 ish downloads a week. Mm -hmm. so that's pretty good and and that's just downloads that's not the people that are listening we have more listeners than that yeah. um, because I know that I listen to people's podcast episodes and then I don't download it yeah you know um all the time because it may not be something that I want downloaded because I'm going to listen again but I'm telling you guys downloading rating reviewing on apple podcasts all that stuff that y'all have been doing it helps us out tremendously especially with algorithm censorship stuff that we just talked about helps us in huge ways so just thought i'd add that in there because i just looked at it earlier today yeah we've been posting blog posts every thursday this past week our mom actually wrote the blog post we had a little guest post from her and it was called the problem with i me and my mm -hmm. definitely a really good pop i almost said podcast episode <laughs> Definitely a really good blog post. I encourage you to go read that. As usual, our blog will be linked in the description of this episode. We do that every week just for ease of access mm -hmm. so that you guys can get there easily. If you do go to the blog, we encourage you to subscribe uh, and get on our email list because of all the censorship stuff. That's like the only place where we know that we're not going to get censored. Right. And even there, it's not completely certain. We definitely should not be getting censored because we own the blog. Like, we own that. We pay WordPress yeah. to own the blog. And so, they have no right to censor us. But I've heard a couple people say that their blogs have been censored. Mm -hmm. They've stopped the emails from going out or they've just stopped updating people's feeds on the WordPress app. That's another thing that you can get if you want to. The WordPress app 
uh, definitely easier mm -hmm. to use if you're going to like and comment and stuff. And then Parlor, I've been hearing some new things about Parlor. We think that Parlor will be up, hopefully, within the next couple weeks to the next month. We've been hearing some stuff that they were supposed to have gotten it back up last week, mm -hmm. but I think that they're still testing some things out. So, uh, but they are getting it back up and running. They found a new place to store data and stuff. So definitely excited about that. I miss Parlor a lot and mm -hmm. we are definitely ready to have that back up. So make sure that you have Parlor downloaded. Hopefully you can still download it. I don't think I, you can because uh, it's off the app store. Really? Well, then you can go to the Parlor website, I know, mm -hmm. and you can create an account there. So I think it's just parlor.com, P-A-R-L-E-R. And I think you can create an account there. If you have the app on your phone already, be looking out for when they get it back mm -hmm. up. So, and obviously we'll keep updating on that if they get it back up. Yeah. We sure. will obviously be telling you guys that here on the podcast and maybe on the blog telegram also you should get that's another place that we <laughs> just, are you know go to all the places yeah, here. just get all of it so download everything oh goodness okay so let's get in to what we want to talk about what we want to have a conversation about today not saying that this is going to be our title but this is what we kind of want to go into three questions believers are too afraid to ask out loud I know so many people, especially new Christians, people that I have discipled, they have questions that they have mentioned like, oh, well, I can't ask this because it's too embarrassing. And I think that I'm the only one who thinks it and it's just going to be really awkward and I don't think you'll have an answer or whatever. And I'm just like, no, ask me, you know, it doesn't matter. Just ask me. Uh, not that I'm going to have the answer right away for you. I might have to seek out another opinion or read something or, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. but no question is too silly, but how often do we think that, right? Because I've even thought that yeah. in my life, like, well, one, who can I go to that is not going to make fun of my question, even if it does seem a little silly or dumb or whatever? And then the other one is, how do I know what questions are appropriate or if I think I'm the only one who, you know, struggles with this problem or has this question, there's just so much that we get caught up in, so much stuff that we can think so deeply about and then let it stop us from pursuing a relationship with Jesus because we're so caught up in our questions and not having answers mm -hmm. or having a conversation about it. So we're going to look at three questions that I'm sure every single Christian has pondered and thought through to a greater or lesser degree. And the first one is, how do I know I'm saved when I don't feel like it? This is one that I am positive everyone has thought about, right? Mm -hmm. how, do, how do I really know I'm saved when I don't feel this amazing feeling, when I don't feel like a hundred pounds was just lifted from my shoulders, right? When I gave my life to the Lord and like I, I didn't have the same conversion as this person or my friend who went to this church service with me or whatever it may be, right? That can really, really plant a seed of doubt in our minds and can stop us from growing in our relationship with Jesus as well mm -hmm. because we're so caught up in the doubt aspect of it, right? Well, I doubt if I really have a relationship with Jesus, does he really hear me? There's just so much stuff that that can lead into. So I want you to talk a little bit about that and like comparing conversions. I think that that's something we can do yeah. a lot and that kind of thing. And maybe talk about like feelings. <laughs> that is a huge thing that we get caught up in. So let's talk about that a little bit. 
Well, first, I think that we need to realize that our feelings are very much temporary Mm. and they are very much clouded with sin and the messed up stuff in our world. So you can't always rely on your feelings. Mm -hmm. In fact, most of the time you can't rely on your feelings. Uh, Your feelings should not be the only thing that you're listening to. You should really just be listening to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Forget your feelings because your feelings are just going to be so mixed up with sin and Like, there are things that we can't really mentally comprehend. And so, your feelings are going to make that seem so messed up and stuff. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I think that that's the first thing that we need to establish is that you can't always rely on your feelings. Your feelings are temporary and are not something that you should rely upon all the time. Another thing is that I think that this question is often raised when we look at um, our conversions. Like Lily said, when we kind of compare conversions, I know that me and Lily didn't have radical mm-hmm. conversions where we, you know, were living this horrible lifestyle or we were doing all this bad stuff. And then mm-hmm. we found Jesus and our lives just completely changed. Right. We have been in church our whole lives. Our parents believe in the Lord and have taught us about the Lord since mm-hmm. we were little. And so I think that A lot of times that can be something we get caught up in is that, well, I wasn't saved out of something that was horrible. And so am I really saved or was Mm -hmm. that just kind of like a fleeting thing that I did just because I don't want to go to hell or something? Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's something, it doesn't matter what your conversion story was. It doesn't matter if you were the person who was living this lifestyle of sin Uh, and you found Jesus and your life did completely change, or if you were that person who has been in church your whole life, but you just came to this new realization of the Lord and you really realize what salvation is Mm -hmm. and that doesn't matter. The Lord can save you wherever you're at. So I think that one thing about salvation is that you've only got to ask once. Also, it's not like, you know, you do something and then you have to get re-saved. I think that you get saved once you tell the Lord that you want forgiveness and you you turn away from stuff. Obviously, you don't go on um, living in sin or doing things that you shouldn't. Right. Uh, you obviously turn from that. That's a requirement if you're going to live for the Lord. Mm-hmm. That should be something that you want to do, obviously. I know that a lot of times uh, we look at Christianity as a bunch of rules and regulations and requirements But when you get saved and when you truly love Jesus, this should be something that you want to do. You should want to turn away from that stuff because Mm -hmm. you realize that there's not real satisfaction in that. But I think that the answer to this question is that if you have prayed and you have told the Lord that you're done with sin and that you want to live for him and you have repented of your sin, Mm -hmm. then you're saved. And obviously, at times, we're going to have to ask for forgiveness for some things that we do, but I don't think that you can just, like, you're saved today, but you're not tomorrow, you know? Yeah, right. We can't doubt that, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think that that's what stops so many people of really pursuing growth and thriving in the relationship with Jesus because they're just like, oh my goodness, I can't get past this. Like, I don't even know if I'm saved. I don't even know if the Lord hears me and if I have this relationship. And so here's a verse that I think 
really speaks to this. It's Romans 10, 13. It says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Mm-hmm. Okay. There is no might be saved or, you know, maybe if he chooses and he, you if know, you get yourself you enough, cleaned up. If and... you get yourself cleaned up, then okay, he'll save you. Mm-hmm. No, it says whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Romans 320, uh, or 320. <laughs> 10 13 i'm looking at two different verses here romans 10 13 and so it doesn't necessarily matter about your feelings or what you feel but it depends on the promises of god Mm -hmm. i think that we can get that mixed up a lot of how well i don't feel different i had a different conversion experience than my friend did and what if she's really saved and i'm not or if i didn't really understand it all that well or whatever it may be And that is just the enemy, guys. I think that this is so important to point out is that the enemy wants nothing more than for you to just stay lost and for you to stay doubting about Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. He wants you to not pursue this great relationship with him. He wants you to doubt if he's even listening, if he's even there with you, if you even actually love him. And so don't doubt that. Don't let the enemy get in the way of you and Jesus because he doesn't, you don't need to give him that power in your life. God's promises are way more secure. They are way more dependable than your feelings and what you think right now in Mm -hmm. this moment. And it's bigger than your doubt. Okay, God's promises are way bigger than your doubt. And so don't let that stop you from growing and thriving in the way that you should. All right, the next one is why should I join a church when they have their own problems? (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to lie here. I have thought this so many times in my life. I guess like when your parents are really, really involved in church, uh, leadership things, leadership roles and all that. I think it just changes a lot, obviously, but I think that everybody thinks this as well. Mm -hmm. Even if you're not necessarily in a leadership position or you see a lot more people or you've spent a lot of time at a church, I think that it's, it's really important to point out that there are no perfect churches. I mean, as much as we want there to be, there's not because the church is made up of people. And Mm -hmm. there are no perfect people. So everyone needs forgiveness. Everyone needs that help from the Lord. And we're not going to get it right all the time. And so there are no perfect churches. There are no perfect pastors. There are no perfect youth leaders or Sunday school teachers or worship leaders. Or, you know, we could keep going. The list goes on. But the other thing is that we live with imperfections in our life every single day. And we don't complain about them, okay? Like, just think about it. I heard somebody say once of how, like, our clothes wear out, our cars eventually break down, family members disappoint us, friends disappoint us, our bodies sometimes get sick, right? And and that, that stuff doesn't stop us from wearing clothes, buying cars, loving our family and friends, taking care of our physical needs. Those things don't stop us from doing those things. So why should imperfections in the church keep us from being there? right? Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't keep you from driving your car. You know that your car, uh, that you could have a flat tire at any moment going down the road. You know that you could have an engine problem or whatever, you know, and you drive your car because it's necessary. It's something that 
it has good, right? And it's very rare, usually, that something does, in fact, go wrong. And so I think that we need to look at church in the same way of, like, spiritual benefits and the joy of just being with like-minded people and what really should be church family to us, that outweighs the negative. And this is something that I have really had to learn, and actually I'm continuing to learn this, is that the good in the church should always outweigh the negative. We Mm -hmm. cannot focus so much on the bad things in church because we know that there are not perfect people in leadership. There are not perfect people just making up the congregation. Yeah. And so why should we expect it to be perfect, right? And a lot of times I'm not saying that and I think I said this in the last podcast episode, like if there's heresy, if if there's something going on that is not right, I mean, there are a lot of different things, satanic worshiping, like obviously don't stay there. Okay. Like that's not what we're saying. Yeah. But just because, you know, you don't like this particular worship song that we're singing or, you know, the pastor doesn't preach exactly how you want him to or whatever, that doesn't mean that you just walk out and you're really negative about it. And all you say is bad, bad, bad. That should not be our attitude. Now, obviously, if your pastor isn't preaching what is true and the word of God and relevant things to today and what we're dealing with, uh, we've talked a little bit about how, like, pastors have ignored the stuff in the political realm and it has affected our world in a huge way and what we're seeing today. Like, if they're not addressing those things, then obviously some discussions need to happen. Like, I'm not discounting that at all. I think that it's, we're coming to the time where leaders need to step up and choose a side. Um, And people will disagree with me on that. But I really believe that we're at this crucial time in the church. But it doesn't mean that you stop seeing the good. That you leave people who want to grow, who are wanting to really, really learn what this whole Jesus thing is. And maybe you're the only person in that church willing to stay and help them see it. Mm-hmm. And so just be that person, I guess I would encourage you guys. I know that church has problems and it's hard to, for new believers, you know, to tell them like, hey, yeah, I know that that church person didn't treat you right. I know that they did not act like Jesus in any way, but they're not perfect. And I think that a lot of times we think that everybody is who's in church, that they're, you know, saints and whatever, and we're not we're all trying to do better. So that shouldn't stop us from joining a church or from getting involved because the good should outweigh the negative. Yeah. And I saw this thing on Pinterest the other day and I have no idea who said it, but it said church is a hospital for sinners, not a museum for saints. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really true because like we're all sinners. Like Lily said, we're not perfect none of us are. You're not perfect. You trying to find a perfect church, like, you are imperfect. Mm -hmm. And so, there's no perfection in this world. Our world is affected by sin, so Mm -hmm. you're never going to find perfection. You're never going to find a perfect pastor or a perfect worship leader or a perfect Sunday school teacher. There's always going to be something that is affected by sin. Mm -hmm. And honestly, we're all doing our best. 
Yeah. Most of the time. I know that sometimes, yes, hopefully. I know that sometimes people can really get caught up in the church functions Mm -hmm. and just about how many people we have coming on Sundays or, uh, you know, how many activities we're doing inside of church throughout the week. And I'm not saying that any of that is bad. Like, it's Mm -hmm. good to have a lot of people coming to you to your church. It's good to have extra activities outside of Sunday morning in your church, but that is not the main thing that we should be focusing on, and you should be focusing on Jesus, and you should be focusing on how you can serve him Mm -hmm. and how you can help others to serve him better, and so if there's some improvement that you see or there's some things that you see that need improvement in your church, be the person who's willing to step up and try and help. Mm-hmm. Obviously, don't be that person who is like, okay, well, I need to fix this and this and this. And don't be a, don't and be it's a all control freak. Yeah. But be that person who is willing to try and help your pastor right. who is completely overwhelmed with the needs of the church. Mm-hmm. Be willing to help him. Be willing to help your fellow congregants in things that they need. Be willing to help your church improve because Mm -hmm. there's always improvements that can be made. You're never going to reach a level of perfection where you're never going to need to change anything again. But I think that the moral of this story is church isn't perfect. You're not perfect. Other people aren't perfect. So we're all just trying to do our best and we should all be working together to try and improve the church and be more like Jesus. None of this is about religion. Mm -hmm. Religion doesn't matter. You should only be concerned about becoming more like Jesus. That should be your end goal. It shouldn't be how can we get more people in church on Sunday or how can we help Sunday schools to do so much better that we don't have any complaints. Your only goal should simply be to be more like Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that may mean that you're going to offend some people with the changes that you may want to make or with things that you want to keep the same that other people want to change. You know, there's always going to be someone that disagrees or someone who isn't happy with the changes that are made. You can't please everyone all the time. But when your main goal is to be more like Jesus, everything else is going to fall into line And you're not going to have to worry about the rest because Mm -hmm. you're hearing from Jesus. You're praying about the things that need to be done. And so he's going to take care of the rest. Absolutely. Okay. So our last question that we have is, do I have to tell everyone about my conversion and the gospel? I think that this is a really, really great question because a lot of times people make it sound like you get saved and then everybody around you should be getting saved too. Like you need to be telling everyone about what happened to you and you need to be a Jesus freak all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that some of that is true. You should always be witnessing to people. You should always be showing Jesus through your actions. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that like every single time you talk to someone, Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, you need Jesus and here is how you get Jesus and Mm -hmm. just, you know, repeat after me with this prayer and then you'll go to heaven or whatever. And don't try and scare people into salvation. That's not a very good (laughs) tactic, but you're going to go to hell. Don't say that. Yeah. Turn or burn. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Don't say that. Don't say that. But I think that You don't have to constantly be having a conversation with someone about here's how you get saved and you force people into that because that is definitely not the way that we should be doing it because then it's just going to be a fake salvation and honestly, that could scare them away from Jesus because they think that you're being really pushy or you're being weird or you're 
a Jesus freak and mm-hmm. you don't really care about what I want. It's about like your main goal is to get your numbers up or your main goal is to get as many people saved as you can. Right. So I think that, well, Lily, you have a quote. Read the quote real fast. Okay. So I once had um, a mentor share this quote with me and I thought it was really good because he broke it down in a way that I think that a lot of people don't get, okay? They read this quote the opposite, and I'll explain. But the quote is, preach the gospel always, and when necessary, use words. That is by St. Francis. And I think that we often get this quote wrong because we think, oh, okay, well, I can just be nice to the lady at the gas station, and that's it. I don't have to pray Mm -hmm. with her. I don't have to share the gospel if the opportunity arises. I don't have to, you know, tell her about me and that I'm a Christian and that I'm trying to live this way and be different or anything, you know, I can just smile. And then, you know, I, I feel like I'm sharing the gospel with her through my, through my, uh, smile. Like, you she's know, just automatically going to know that you're smiling because of Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah. No, she's not. Okay. Let me just set that clear. Now she should see, okay, here's, here's how my mentor broke it down. He said, your actions should be so drastically different from the world and who you once were that every single person around you, whether you know them or not, should literally be able to come up and ask you, why are you acting that way? Like Mm -hmm. you're being weird. Like that's different. And not weird in a bad way. Not weird like pushy like Maddie just said. I mean, weird, like, I serve everyone that I meet, and I want to love them, and I am cheerful. I have joy when I go to work, and I'm nice to the people at my school, even though they're maybe not too nice to me, and all these different things, right? Our actions should be so drastically different that every single person we come in contact with should ask why we're acting that way, and then what do you have to do? Then you use your words then you have shown them the gospel in your life and how it looks so that they go, I want to live like that too. Mm -hmm. They actually have an example, not just like a bunch of words thrown at them. And then they're like, okay, uh, I got to, I got to try and figure out how to live this Jesus thing out. They should have already seen it from you in your everyday life. And then when they ask you about it, you share the gospel. They accept the Lord. Hopefully once they do that, they know how to live. They know how it looks. They know how they're supposed to treat people. Because you're constantly setting an example. Even when you're not in the middle of an encounter and you're Mm -hmm. being super nice. Or you're saying like, yeah, I'm so nice to you because I love Jesus. Right. It should just always be that your actions are constantly influenced by your love for Jesus. You're constantly making decisions the way that Jesus would want you to make them. Yeah. So it's not about just just when you're talking to someone distinctly about Jesus. It's when you're having just a regular conversation about the weather, people should see Jesus through you. And Mm -hmm. it's not, this shouldn't be forced also. Like you shouldn't just constantly be like, oh, I love Jesus, love Jesus, love Jesus. And you're just faking it all the time. It should be once you've had that salvation experience, you should have this life change. Yeah. And we said this earlier, it may not be like a complete, you're being like pulled out of drugs Mm -hmm. or anything. It can simply be that you weren't that nice to people before and then you found Jesus and now you can't help but be nice to people. Mm -hmm. It's just this natural reaction that we should have because we love Jesus so much. We love what he's done for us so much that we can't help but try and show a little bit of that love to other people. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Okay. So let's end this podcast episode here. Hopefully that helped you think through some things, maybe even answered some of your questions. Um, Maybe this is something that you've thought through before, whether you found an answer or not. Hopefully this just kind of challenged you and what you're thinking about and maybe got you thinking about this stuff. If you're a new Christian in your faith, um, I just want to tell you like no question is too silly. No question is too dumb. Uh, Even if you've been around church for a while and you think that you have to have this proper etiquette and, you know, etiquette? Etiquette. 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 My goodness, I can't (laughs) talk today. And I think that this is so important in our lives to recognize that, you know, it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to be curious about this stuff because that's how you grow. That's how you learn and how you're able to help others when you're at school, when you're at work, when you're, you know, at the grocery store, like wherever you are, we should be leading people to Jesus because we're that genuine in our faith. And it's okay to feel doubt. It's okay to do all that stuff, but find answers. Don't let the enemy use But don't live in that doubt. Right. Don't let the enemy stop you from moving past that, from Mm -hmm. moving on in your relationship with Jesus because he wants to keep you there in that doubt, questioning things. So when you have questions, really, I mean, this is why discipleship is so important. Meet with a mentor, um, find somebody who can just really help you through those things because that's how you grow, that's how you thrive, and how you have a deep relationship with Jesus that we're talking about. So, Maddie, you want to end us in prayer? Uh, yeah. Lord, we just thank you for this day and for this episode, and I pray that you would help each and every one of us to be living out our faiths in our everyday lives. I pray that you would just help us to constantly be setting an example to other people of what living for you looks like. I pray that we would just constantly be making decisions based on what you're telling us and what your word is telling us. I pray that we would just constantly want to grow closer to you and that we would constantly be growing in our faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us for this podcast episode. Let us know what you think in the comments. And don't forget to rate and review us. And we will talk to y'all next Monday. Bye, guys. (laughs)